You're listening to You're listening to the to a Beer O'Clock the Beer O'Clock Show. You're listening to the Beer O'Clock Show. It's Beer O'Clock and this is the Beer O'Clock Show where every week we take a selected beer and we drink it. My name is Mark and joining me is my beer buddy, Steve. Hello Steve. Hi Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing alright mate, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very good. Um, we've got a very interesting show tonight. I keep saying that, but it's true. We've got Every show's beers. interesting, mate. They're all Every interesting. Show's... They are. And we've got two beers from an East London brewery. Half of their core range, or half of their only range, really. We've got the Jackal Clubs and the Queen of Hearts from Wildcard Brewery in East London. Um, Jackal Clubs being a Ruby Red and Queen of Hearts being an IPA. But before we get to that, Steve, how's your beery week been, buddy? It's, it's been okay, actually, mate. I've had a good few beers this week. Um, pretty much enjoyed every single one of them. Um, standouts, really. Uh, I'd, I'd have to say, um, we recorded a few shows on uh, on the weekend, um, the, mm-hmm. the final few revisited shows. And what one of the beers that we did for, for those shows was my real standout beer of the, of the weekend, which was um, Fuller's Bengal Lancer. It was it was like going back and visiting an old friend, and I, I actually forgot how good a beer that is. That so that was a real standout for me. Yeah, same. They're the only beers that I that I, that I had last week. I did them all in one night. <laughs> <laughs> but that was but that was my light my lot, and we'll have the revisited Bengal last one coming to you, your eardrums um, over the next few months. And cracking beer, great little beer. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I mean, the, the only other one of, of, of any real note over the weekend was um, Buxton's Battle Horse, which is a, a beer that I've gone on about being absolutely amazing. It's uh, out head and shoulders my beer of the year this year. It's a double black wow. IPA. It's 10, 10.5% and it's just... Um, you would you would struggle to to pick it out of a blind tasting as being black. Um, it's just got yeah. all those big hoppy piney notes that you'd expect for an IPA, and then there's just this ever so slight hint of of those roasted characteristics that you get from a black IPA right at the end. It's an absolute stunner, mate. I like I say, I'm nailing my colours to the to the mast early on this year. That's that's my beer of the year without a doubt. <laughs> Great. Well, hopefully when we're up north in December, they'll have it somewhere, and I can. Have a crack at it. Maybe. I've not. I've never seen it uh, in a bar. I've only ever. I've only ever had it in bottles and at festivals. So. Uh, okay. We might be able to search it out for you, though, mate. Never know, eh? Um, we're going to get into our first beer now before we get to the news because we've got two beers to get through, and we don't want this show to go on all night. So the first one we're going to do is Jack of Clubs, the Ruby Ale, four and a half percent. From Wildcard Brewery, so let's get into it. Look, 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 look. That is a nice looking beer. It is. It's... Nice dark copper. Yeah. Oh, lo- lovely. Lovely rich fruits. Oh, yeah. The, it's just got dark fruit spilling out of that. It's like blackberries, maybe a little bit of raspberry in there as well. Just coming through on the nose. Overripe plum, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, mate. That's a really, really inviting looking drink. I'm really looking forward to to, to getting into this. 
Well, let's get into it, buddy. Let's. Cheers. Cheers. There's a there's a little a little hint of like almost a, a smoked backbone to it going on in there on the initial taste. There's uh, certainly some of the, the the more traditional sort of English flavours in there, earthy, mm-hmm. woody um, hints of the fruit that are on the aroma. Nothing yeah. nothing massive in there though in terms of fruit flavours. No, there's a def- definite woodiness with slight sweetness from the fruit coming over top. And a very nice lingering bitterness just softening on the palate as it dries off. Yep, Four, 4.5%. Fairly sessionable uh, at that, that amount. This is one that you could quite happily have a pint of this, I think, and, and then probably think, you know what, I'll have another one of those um, and, and, <laughs> and probably quite enjoy them. Um, this was yeah. um, this was Wildcard's first brew. This this was the first beer that they they ever did when they were still home brewing, um, and you can hear all about that and the evolution of their beers on an interview that we've got with the guys at the end of tonight's show. So make sure you hang around right until the end um, to listen to the interview with Wildcard and hear all about how the Jacket Clubs came about and all the other uh, other beers in their core range. Cool. Well, while we continue enjoying this, or while I continue enjoying this, you can do some talking because you've got some news. Here's your pips. Beep, 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 Okay, so first out of the traps on this week's news, oh, we're going to do Beer O'Clock Show news. So just to let everyone know that we've got an update to the Season 8 beer list. The We've been waiting to uh, announce details of this one because we've been waiting for the guys at Cloudwater to let us know what their autumn range of beers is going to be. But we can uh, exclusively exclusively reveal on to tonight's podcast that we'll be featuring um, from their autumn range a New Zealand Hoppenweiss um, beer, Ooh. which is a style that we've never done before. Obviously, it's no. going to be packed with New Zealand hops. So we know the sorts of flavours that we should be expecting in there. Um, but that'll be coming up in a few weeks, so um, and should now be widely available from normal stockists, um, and also Ebria now stock Cloudwater as well, so you can mm. stock up on your Cloudwater beers from Ebria and use the discount for ten percent. Um, next up in the news, um, we've got some news about some iconic Burton beers now get new brewers. So Burton-based brewer Worthington have two new brands taken on by a new company following a deal that's been struck with Molson Coors. Um, Planning Solutions Limited will start brewing the award-winning White Shield IPA and Red Shield beers, having previously bought brewing equipment from Molson Coors early on in the year. Um, they'll also get to run the National Brewing Centre in Burton-on-Trent, uh, and the beers will also be brewed in the William Worthington Brewery. So that's um, some uh, some good old-fashioned beers coming back, um, a bit of a resurgence to the, uh, the, the almost the new wave of English beers that are being brewed this year. Um, and then finally in this week's news, uh, Truman's have introduced a trio of keg beers. So for the first time, Truman's have put some keg beers into their range. So East London Brewery, um, which has been putting its pal into keg for several months, is now offering three new beers. Um, following an investment in a kegging line at their new um, brewery. So the beers will be Truman's Pal, Skylark and Roller IPA. 
all three available from later on in September. The Pals are 4.1% beer brewed with New Zealand hops. Skylark is 3.9% golden owl and the Roller IPA packs a punch with US on Australian hops and has a bit of sweet grapefruit finish. Um, and that's it for this week's news, mate. It was a really, really slow news week this week, which is probably good considering the amount of news we featured in the last few weeks. I know. <laughs> last week was epic. This week, you got a chance for a bit of a drink. Um, this this Jack of Clubs is, you know, it's just a great, tasty English-style red. Um, it's like sucking on a chair. Lovely woodiness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what what lovely, sort lovely of chair would you be sucking on, mate? That's, that's what everybody's asking right now. <laughs> a wooden chair, of course. Okay. A good old traditional English wooden chair. And is that something you do often? That's what I imagine. Like when you say something tastes like a, a dog's private parts, we just assume that you're using your imagination, Stephen. Okay, fair, fair enough. Um, <laughs> move on. <laughs> move on. So, uh, yeah, so what do you think of this one, mate? It's interesting because as, as literally as it's just been sat in the glass warming for a bit there and letting a bit of air get to it while, while we went through the news, it's, it's changed its flavour profile a little bit. So th- those dark fruits that were there on the initial aroma have now started coming through into the flavour. The, the aroma's picking up it's, it's kind of, and it's coming through. Um, but, yeah, all, all those flavours are there. Like you say, traditional. it's a good traditional English sort of red out. What, what, what more do you want from it, really? Yeah, I'm not. Get, I'm not getting much of the fruits now. I'm, I'm just getting a thick maltiness with the lovely woody scenes coming through it, and a very faint bitterness on on the back end, which kind of the lingering bitterness kind of just keeps wanting you, to, keeps making you want to have another taste of it. So, um, like you were saying, at four and a half percent, this is quite a sessionable beer. It's it's like a it's almost like a sticky sweet bitterness, isn't it? It's it it's kind mm. of like you've put some some maybe some black currant jam onto a, a bit of toast or something. It's that sort of stickiness that you, you're getting from it, and it is a real yeah. lasting bitterness. But it's not it's not overly bitter. It's it's that it, it's a wonderful sticky bittersweet finish. Yeah, it's actually yeah, lovely well rounded little beer. I've had this one before because you can get these beers in a four pack, um, which I'm assuming you can buy in their breweries and various other, yeah. other places. And I got one um, Secret Santa. Oh, nice. At work. Um, my boss gave me a four pack, and so I, I tucked into them because they're his local brewer. Um, they're in Walthamstow, I think. That they right? are. Yeah, about, about yeah. a 10 minute walk from Walthamstow Central Station. Yeah, and the four pack is pretty affordable, really. I mean, I think I think they have it at a sourced market, but they at least have the individual bottles. Um, but you can get it in various places around London, and I'm sure out a little bit out your way. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, it is it is a good four pack, and and like I say, you'll again you'll hear this in the interview at the end. They they've only got the four beers in their core range. And to be able to buy all of those in a little gift pack together is is really nice because it gives you a way to sample the the, the entire range. And it's um, at this point, I just want to say thanks to the guys at, at Wildcard because they did provide the beers for tonight's show. Um, they they that they did give us give these to us to drink and enjoy on the show uh, when I went down to interview them. So 
Um, and, and they did specifically ask if we could feature the, the Jack of Clubs because that was their their sort of maiden brew, as, as it were. Yeah. Um, so the next one is the Queen of Hearts. Are you ready to get into the next one, Steve? I, I am. Just before, just before we get into it, we had one comment on last week's show, mate, which was, and I, I say that like okay. we never get any comments on the show, but we, <laughs> we had one comment on the website on last week's show, okay. which, is, which is something that we don't normally get. And it was from um, the, the, the guy that's been organising the Big Beery Night with me. Um, so Phil Hardy, um, right, yeah. you, you know, I was trying to explain how you spell his Twitter thing, um, Fillard, yeah. F-I-L-R-D. He said, yeah, you actually spell it like you say it. It's Phil R-D. So it's Phil Hardy. So I just wanted to to make that comment that actually uh... you, you can follow Phil Hardy. It's the whole son of a... Guys, don't try and do clever Twitter names. I don't get them. I, I Be really a show, Mark. Simple. But... But but Phil, thanks for pointing that out to me. At least I know your your Twitter handle now says Phil R D. <laughs> what a clever boy. Anyway, Queen of Diamonds. This is an India Pale Ale. Five point no, just a straight five percent. Straight up, straight up five percent. Again, finishing Already out this loving half. the aromas coming out of the bottle. It's oh, like someone's just yeah, opened a packet gross. of hops under my nose. <laughs> Finishing off the second half of the core range that we're featuring tonight. It's a lovely fresh nose on it. That is that is incredibly fresh. That's grassy. A lovely straw colour. Oh. Yours looked a bit golden, but there might be the light. Yeah, it's um no, it's it's a straw colour. Um, again, it's it's not too dark. Kind of, I suppose in terms of uh, IPA colouring, probably more on the, the the American IPA side of things. Mhm. Yep. Quite pale. Smells amazing though. Yeah. Shall we get into it, buddy? Yeah. Let's let's do let's do second beer of the night. Cheers, mate. All right. Cheers, pal. Oh, that is all sorts of juicy. Yeah, plenty of hops in there for a five percent, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's that's packed full of flavour. There's there's lots mm. going in on in there. There's, there's 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 definitely citrus. There's some grapefruit in there as well. It's not a bitter finish at all. It's a very very easy finish on it. Um, yeah, it is. the the bitter there the bitterness from the hops is very much up front. Yep, like you were saying, lovely fresh grapefruity flavours coming through. It's like a an American IPA, but a lighter version of an American IPA. You're getting those crisp yes, flavours yeah. straight up front. Yeah. Um, just going back in again for another dozen of that. A little bit toasty on the end. Yeah. But otherwise, no. otherwise it's like an effervescent mouthful of hops and bitterness and flavour. Yeah. Maybe very lightly spiced in there. Um, hints mm-hmm. maybe of some orange as as, as well. But all, all the flavours are in there that you look for in an IPA. Um, and it's just got this... It's The, the finish is, is, is what's getting me because it's like... It's not sure whether it wants to be bitter. 
it, it kind of is and then it isn't yeah. and it is and then it isn't and you have another sip and you just get this smoothness and yeah it's uh, very well balanced packed full of flavor this yeah there's, there's a lingering bitterness but it's not this puckering bitterness or this one bitterness that makes you want to pause for a little bit you just want to get back into it and yeah. again you know i've had this beer before and i remember liking it. despite it being an ipa it's only five percent it doesn't have huge smacky around the face hop flavors coming in it's all kind of there's a subtlety but that bitterness that you want from an american style ipa is definitely there and you're not shortchanged but but doesn't this almost show that it, I mean, it very definitely shows the skill of the brewer because you, it shows that you don't need to absolutely pack an IPA full of hops and ramp it up to 7 8% to get those flavours. I mean, this is just... It, it's as flavoursome as some of those bigger IPAs, but it's oh, coming yeah. in at 5%. And it's it's one, again, you know, you'd, you'd order, order one of these and you'd enjoy it and be like, hmm, yeah, I could do another one of those quite easily. Yeah, it's... Shall I say very respectful to the palate? Um, it's easy up front, makes you want to keep coming back to it. The ABV just allows you to keep coming back to it, but otherwise, you know, there are some IPAs out there that are five percent that kind of really try and overdo the flavors. And yes, just, or at least for me, it's like back off, get out me mouth. But this one, very tasty. It's almost like a gateway IPA, for for want mm. of a better phrase. Um, yeah, I'll be staying uh, at the gate, no. but yeah, it's nice. Yeah, re- really good, re- really good IPA. I'm really enjoying that. Indeedy. So we've we've mentioned a couple of times that these are two of the the, the four beers that they have in their core range. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, the guys do talk about it in the interview at the end, but just to to, to let you know what the others are, you've got the King of Hearts, which is a 4.5 percent blonde beer. Um, yep. And then you've got the Ace of Spades, which is 4.7% classic London Porter. Um, now That's I got to try that when I went down to the to the brewery, and it was oh. an absolutely cracker, cracking Porter. Um, really, really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, give the four pack a try. Uh, again, they're a brewery whose beers are available on Ebria, so you can use our discount to to get hold of these beers. Um, and as Mark says, they're very widely available in lots of London stockists as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're travelling to London for work, if you're coming through St Pancras, pop into Source Market because they've got these bottles all the time. They at least have the Jack of Clubs and the Queen of Diamonds, so you should be able to get the rest of them, I'm sure. Stocking Stock tips from Mark, as usual. <laughs> Always know where to go, get the best beers, mate, don't you? <laughs> now, shall we get into the Instagram of the week, mate? Yes, mate, let's, um, winner, I'm just going to go straight in, winner of this week's um, <laughs> huge box of nothing, and to use his own hashtag on him, this thing is impossible to win these days. Well, actually, Ian, it's not, because <laughs> Fantastic Film is back on form this week. Oh, check um, that out. For a picture of a can of Northern Monk's New World IPA in front of a church like what you've done there um that's <laughs> up on our instagram feed it's also linked through in the show notes and if you want to um have a chance at winning your very own 
great big box of nothing make sure you put your picture up on instagram use the hashtag cheers guys and if it's the one that catches my eye it will be crowned winner of the prize this prize next week very good and an empty big box can well, not even a box, just an imaginary box of nothing. An imaginary box, because I'm not paying postage to send you an empty box no. of, of, of nothing. No. So let's let's get get your final thoughts on this Queen of Hearts IPA, Pell. Without repeating what I've already said, it's in, incredibly well balanced. It's packed full of flavours. Um, lots of citrus in there, some orange, some grapefruit, um, leading to a lovely kind of soft bit of finish is it bitter isn't it doesn't know whether it wants to be bitter but it's it's absolutely bang on five percent a real sessionable ipa this yeah lovely mid and back palate bitterness on after after the mouthful lovely and light up front slight sweetness it's crisp you get some lovely grapefruit flavors coming in it's just you know it's like grassy notes it's very light on the malt if you want to demonstrate to someone what an IPA is without giving them a healthy and or something like that, then this is a the great type of beer you What's wrong with healthy? <laughs> <laughs> put your clapton away, put your clapton away. Don't know what you're saying. <laughs> right, and finally, hashtag hop topic, mate. Yes, mate. Um Kind of went about it a little bit differently this week. So actually asked Twitter before we came on air for some, some views. And we actually got more engagement than we get when we just talk about it on the show and ask people to feed in. So um, before I share what other people have thought, I'll introduce to you what this week's hot topic is. Um, and then and then you can share your thoughts. So basically the, um, the, the question uh, that I asked this week, and this, this, this was because there were two discussions that I um, observed on Twitter at the weekend. One of them was... Um, I think this guy's one of your mates at Roan Bean. Yep. Um, Ronnie Bean. He uh, noticed the conversation that I was having with uh, someone about a donation for the Big Beery Night. Um, somebody's drinking, going to be drinking uh, Wild Beer Co's Whiny Beast, which comes in at about 15, 16 quid a bottle. And, and, and Roni Bean was shocked by, by this. He was like, <laughs> for a bottle of beer? that much and to which i replied it's a 750 ml bottle you'd pay that much for good wine and and his point is yeah but we've been conditioned to pay that much for good wine as yet that conditioning hasn't made its way to the general public for beer so that kind of i suppose inspired this week's hot topic which and the question is is quite simply and i'm going to put this to you because i'd like to know your thoughts before i I offer my own and then what what people have suggested (laughs) um what's the most you've ever paid or would pay for a beer oh um i don't know how much was a big bottle of unhuman cannibal uh 10 pounds i think it might be about that um, I've been very tempted because when I was up at um, Beers of Europe over my holidays, and they had some of those very fun, fancy, very fancy Thornbridge bottles. Um, you know that the, the um, limited range that they do. Oh, the Thornbridge Some of them were ones. proper pricey. Yeah. yeah, you know, twenty quid or more. Some yeah. of those ones. So I was very tempted by that. Um. Well, what about what? What would yeah, you pay if it was if it was a beer that you really wanted and that you Right. Maybe not a lot. Lot of heard a lot of hype about, but maybe a good, a few good friends from the beer community said you have to drink this beer. 
but it's going to cost you X amount. What would X mm-hmm. amount be? Wouldn't be north of 10 quid. Oh, okay. So, so you're still no. down there. <laughs> um, well, because if anyone hasn't noticed yet, I'm not as full on into the beer as you are. Yeah. For example, you will <laughs> still, have... still trying to drag you. It's kicking <laughs> and screaming over to my side um, of the fence. Yeah, I mean, you you will hunt the country high and low for a particular beer if it's something that you've seen highlighted and you really fancy tasting. Whereas if I can't find it at beautiful beers or <laughs> down you know down in Waitrose, then it's probably a good chance that I'll never taste it. Um, I I think I have paid a little bit more than ten quid for um some of the the Gerzes, which are you know the aged Gerzes that I bought over my holidays and things like that. But they're beers that I will have on a special occasion. Yeah. If you think, how, how much of the bottles of um, the Fuller's Vintage that come out every year? They're like six, uh, seven six, seven quid. Yeah, yeah. Not they're not. Yeah, well, which isn't cheap. Expensive. No. No. But you know, it, it's not two pounds fifty from the local shop, and it's not much bigger than one of those bottles. So I don't mind paying a little bit more if they're going to be a special occasion. If it's a beer like, if while while we were coming up with a special beer. I trust them to put out a really classy beer because I like their beers. And if it's going to be a big bottle or something limited edition, I probably would think about spending 15 quid. Okay. Interesting. Um, it has to be within context. You can't just put out a bottle of beer and saying this is fancy, spend money on it. I th- well, I actually think that's in, in, in line with what a, a few people have said. Um, Pete, Pete McCary um, said he'd do 15 to 20 pounds on a bottle um carl marshall um at the bearded one um carl's been on a few of the lock-ins before um again 20 quid for a bottle um but 750 mil um there's and then there's a few people sort of like on on the other side of that coin um so martin oates uh, it's a tough one pay a lot more for some of the beers than i ever dreamed possible which which i think is possibly maybe where i sit as as well because i i mean i paid um, forty-two pounds for for the Brewdog Sink the Bismarck. Um, but well, that's a beer that's going to last you forever, though, because you can't drink that in a night. Well, it didn't. It didn't last forever. It lasted about three months. No, but no. but it's it, <laughs> comparatively at, speaking, at the percentage of it it was. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to question whether what are you buying there? You're buying a beer, or you're actually buying a spirit. And if you're buying a spirit and you compare it to bottles of spirit, it's more comparable. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think more recently, in, in the last week, I've I've paid twenty pounds for a three thirty mil bottle of Buxton's Czar Bomber Generation One, which by by all accounts is a beer to die for. And if if I could capture the face you're making right now uh, for the viewers, <laughs> it's it's one of of absolute shock. Um, but I I didn't I didn't rush into it. It was one that I, I thought long and hard about. And again, somebody else commented on. The, the the Zara bomber as as well that um they they were quite happy to pay twenty quid for for that um describe this beer to me Stephen it's a it's a Russian imperial for. stout that that that, that Buxton okay. brewed basically using the remnants of a barrel of I think it's Young's Russian imperial stout so basically what they did they cultivated the yeast from the original barrel. Of, of Young's okay. Russian Imperial Stout, and they've recreated the beer in their own image. ABV? 
Uh, it's about I don't know off the top of my head. It's it's well in the double figures. Okay. So it's yeah, you know. Um, in that case, I would think that twenty pounds is more than I would pay, but it's not unreasonable because that is a beer with legacy. Exactly, and, and you're not the, the only thing like that again. no, and the the only thing that I question is like is three thirty mils. That's that's a lot to pay three thirty mils. Yeah. You, you know, fifteen to twenty quid for seven fifty mils is 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 about right. I mean, just just to finish the the, the segment here tonight. So Sorry. just a couple of other comments. Um, Miles Lambert, who was with us last week, um, begrudges going over a five or a pint, um, gets jittery <laughs> when it's over four quid, but then he is from Newcastle. Um, <laughs> Just there, I go. I've just completely alienated all of our northern <laughs> listeners. Um, but then he does go on to say, however, um, Uber special one-offs will re- he'll generally pay whatever it takes to get them. So that's that's the the flip side of it. Um, Peter Sidwell paid thirty quid for a bottle. Um, Sean Smith has has paid same as I did forty two quid for Sink Bismarck. So so yeah, I mean it's an interesting. It's an interesting debate, and it's one that we want um, people that are listening to to get involved in. So if you've not already been mentioned, if you've not already had your say on this week's Hot Topic, using the hashtag Hot Topic, let us know what's the most you've ever paid for a beer or that you'd be willing to pay. Okay, that's that's an interesting topic this week, Stephen. Well done. Well, well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And um, just going back to the the subject of you know people paying that much for a bottle of wine, one of these days people won't sniff at the idea of us drinking a big bottle of beer when people will drink a big bottle of wine and have a laugh about it the next day. I had a big bottle of wine, yeah, an entire bottle of wine to myself last night. But if you go back to that that point, which was the beginning of the conversation, um, and again just to mention a Rony Bean, um, as I say, what what really interested me about that was because I, I, I guess I wouldn't put him on our side of the craft fence just yet, but he's somebody that's getting in, interested in beer, getting involved in beer, and it's it's interesting to see that the that the general public conception is still, no, I'm not paying that much for a bottle of beer. Yeah. But saying that, he does drink him with a spoon generally, so it's usually quite cheap. Well, we we all do when when needs must. <laughs> um, and you'll meet him in December, so bring your stepladder because he's like eight feet tall. Yes, which actually that's a very good point, mate. <laughs> I should have mentioned that in 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 this week's news. Um, yeah, the the Crimbo Crawl. The, the, the news yeah. is now out there. It's up on the website. It went live last week. Uh, it's a two day affair, kind of. Um, so we we are going north. For it though, um, we are actually stepping outside of London. So on Friday the 18th of December, we're heading to the Magic Rock Tap Room in Huddersfield. We'll be there from about five o'clock. Come over, join us for a few pints, um, and then on Saturday the 19th of December, we're hitting Leeds under the uh, under the, sh- the the strong guidance of uh, the Leeds Beer Wolf. So Sai, who's sorted out the route for us, helped us plan the route. Um, he's going to take us and show us some of the best places that Leeds has to offer. But all that information is up on the website now. Um, just just click on the tab that says Crimbo Crawl, and you can find out exactly what we're going to do. And a great couple of days it's going to be. Don't beat the Southerners up, please. <laughs> Leeds is like my second home these days, mate. I'm fine. Especially when I've had a couple and I decided to do my Yorkshire accent. <laughs> That's what everyone's waiting for. You know it. <laughs> 
Well, what's coming up next week, pal? Uh, okay, so next week, it's going to be the first of a couple of shows that we're doing in the run-up to the Indie Man Festival. Um, next week is the first of, of the shows, kind of previewing and showcasing some of the breweries that are going to be at Indie Man. So uh, next week, we're featuring uh, Manchester's Squawk Brewing, and we are going to be drinking their Espresso Stout, which has been brewed with coffee from Bean Brothers. So really looking forward to that one, really looking forward to getting stuck into that one. And we'll also be joined on that show by a previous guest and friend of the show, Connor Murphy, um, will be joining us for that review. Very good. And don't forget to listen till the end of this show for Steve's interview with the guys from Wildcard Brewery, whose beers we featured tonight. Thanks again to those guys for giving us these beers. Jack of Clubs, Queen of Hearts, Ruby Red and IPA. After the tinkly, tinkly music, don't forget you can get your beers from Ales by Mail, Beautiful Beers and Ebria, who all now offer a 10% discount to Beer O'Clock Show listeners on any beers from their website. So check out all the details on our beer list page on our website, which is beeroclockshow.co.uk. You can also find us on Twitter at Beer O'Clock Show, on Instagram at Beer O'Clock Show. You can find Stephen on Tapped at Beer Show. Steve, I'm an untapped at Beer Show Mark, and I'm on Twitter at Beer Show Mark. Don't forget to subscribe also to our website newsletter. So just head to the website and it'll be on the right hand side in the little column. You can just click through and subscribe there. We will only ever email you when a new episode is out. Right, Stevie. It's been the highlight of my week, mate. This has been a really good show tonight. Um, Going to kind of miss doing two beers for a few weeks. I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think I think the next double up show is going to we're going to be doing four on on one. That'll be the uh, the, the Essex Brewers showcase in a few weeks' time. Very good. Right. Until next week, guys. Cheers. Bye bye. It's beer o'clock and I'm here in the far reaches of North East London um, with the guys from Wildcard Brewery. Um, welcome to the show, Jager. Yes, hello. And Francesca. Hello. Um, who are here with us today. Um, guys, we've been um, sampling your beers on, on the show tonight. We've done uh, the Queen of Diamonds IPA and the Jack of Clubs Ruby Red. So starting off with the Queen of Diamonds, tell us a little bit about the background to the beer. Well, the Queen of Diamonds was actually the second beer that we made commercially. It is a 5% continuously hopped IPA, um, which means we add hops throughout uh, every five minutes throughout the end of the boil. Um, it is, it's quite loud, it's very hoppy. It, it, if, you're really, if you're into ale, you'll like it. And if you have never tried ale before, you'll still like it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really wonderful. I love it. It's one of my favourites. Okay. Um, and we've also done the, the, the Jack of Clubs Ruby Red, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, an interesting style. It's a style you don't see so much these days. So um, tell us a little bit about that beer. Well, the Jack of Clubs was actually the first beer that we um, actually made commercially. Um, we, when we first came out, we didn't want to come out with 
a pale ale we kind of didn't want to tread down that route that everyone else kind of treads down so we decided to do the ruby as our first one um, we made it exclusively for a year and a half where we were wild card brewery with one beer which was the jack of clubs um, and it's it's a it's a beer that's very very um, it's lots of caramel lots of toffee kind of flavors in there so it is a it is um, it's a very popular beer even though it is perhaps um, the style you don't see it all over the place it's still one of our best best sellers mm-hmm. which is good okay so they're, they're the two that we've featured you've also got other beers in your core range mm-hmm. um, what are those so we have got our king of parts which is our 4.5 percent blonde beer I make that with 50% lager malt and uh, 50% uh, super pale malts in there. Um, it, it was kind of designed really because of demand. Um, we have our tap room here in Walthamstow and we had a lot of customers coming in saying, oh, have you got a lager? Blah, blah, blah. And like, we, we don't make lager, no. However, um, it kind of led us to the development of the King of Hearts. Mm-hmm. It's not a lager by any means, but it is a beer that's a little bit lighter. It's quite clean, it's quite crisp. It is a very good introduction into in, into real ale. It's quite subtle in flavour, so um, that's how that, that one came about. Okay, and there's there's one more. As yep, well. and we all, we've also got the Ace of Spades, which is our 4.7 percent porter. So that, that that particular beer is quite chocolatey, quite velvety, quite smooth, um, but yeah, it has a lot of drinkability of it. It's brilliant in one pint or three. <laughs> it's a it, it really, really, really is a great beer for winter time for, or for autumn time coming up. Okay, and you're the, the head brewer here. I am, yeah. Um, if, if I've done my research right um, <laughs> about the brewery, it was a hobby that got out of hand. It uh, was. Apparently. It, it was a hobby that got out of control. Um, <laughs> so um, we, we, we really all started, as, as a lot of brewers do, as home brewers. Um, which is actually how the recipe for the Jack of Clubs came about. Um, it was lots of amendments and lots of developments um, until that happened. We used the actual brand Wildcard Brewery actually comes from um, when we were home brewing. We had several batches of beer to tell the difference between them. We put playing cards on them, okay. and the ones and the one that actually uh, was the recipe we went forward with was actually called the Jack of Clubs. That's not even a lie; it's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then from the the name Wildcard came about so we were just home brewing and then it was recession time and we're like hang on a minute this is pretty good so we uh we just kind of carried on and then we um we didn't really have the money to get our own brewery together so we started doing something called cookie brewing which means you go to another brewery and brew a batch there and then you kind of get it and you sell it and then we did that again and again um, until we eventually got enough money together um, for uh, it was actually a loan from the Brightside Trust um, to be able to get our own kit here in Walthamstow. Okay, and you've been here since 2014 now? So yeah, so we moved in December 2013, um, actively brewing on this site since it was early 2014, actively brewing here. Um, we were based in the basement of a pub down the road um, in Higham Hill. Um, but, but we're here now, yeah. Okay, and I've, I've, I've come along today and I've um, caught the end of what was a brew day experience here. Yeah. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about what that offering entails and how people can, can go about accessing it. 
Sure, so the Brewer Beer Day uh, is quite unique because you just come along on a standard brewing day. So today it's Wednesday, we've gone for the normal schedule, we started at Stupid O'Clock and so you join us at Stupid O'Clock for the brewing. So today we were brewing our Pale Ale which is actually a cask beer that you can only get here at the tap room. And if you come along to that, you get straight in, mashing in from the very beginning, you're weighing up the ingredients, you are stirring, you are boiling, you are weighing, you are talking a lot about beer. So it's a, it's a really good way to sort of actually see a, a working brewery as well, as there's sort of no airs and graces, mm -hmm. it's, it's as is. Um, it's really great to be able to talk through the process because quite often you, you do brewery tours like, like we do, and you hear about the process. Uh, you'd maybe do home brewing and see it in action, but to actually see it on a, on a bigger scale, on a commercial scale, in a, in a microbrewery still, so it's small enough to be able to, to sort of feel um, that it's still hands-on enough to get stuck in. And that's what you can do here. So it's, it's pretty unique in that respect. And you even get breakfast and lunch uh, cooked by my own fair hands, which, uh, <laughs> which is positively delightful. So and it's, it's wonderful. Uh, it's yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> um, and of course you get to try the beers, talk about the beers. Um, so it really is a it's a good it's a good start to finish uh, and 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 also to meet like-minded people because we get people from all over the place and we get a combination of absolute sort of novices through to that really keen home brewer who'd like to come and see it on a bigger scale. Okay, so and you've also got uh, a tap room here, sure. um, which is open on weekends. Yeah, it's Friday nights, Saturdays and Sundays. Um, so we have events as well sometimes which run, so for example, Bank Holiday's just been and gone, uh, August Bank Holiday, and we had it open a little bit longer. Um, so you can always come in and, and buy the beer. Um, we have a lot of cask here, so you get it as fresh as you like, straight from the brewery, as well as all our bottled stuff, and we do you know, offers, gift bags and things. Um, you can also get some other local beer that we serve here, and if you're not a beer drinker, you are still just about welcome to come in and, and have, <laughs> have something else. But it's a real um, destination for, for Walthamstow as well. We have lots of families, lots of regulars, lots of locals come, as well as people travelling to come and visit us. So we have that tap room, and it's, it's always a nice atmosphere. We often have, um, well, we always, in fact, have, because you've got to have food if you're going to be here drinking drinking the beer. And um, we have pop-up street vendors. Um, we have a residency at the moment from uh, the Dobro Pizza Boys which is very nice. Um, we have bands sometimes, mm -hmm. band lights, music, and uh, we've just started our um, last Sunday of the month, open mic nights. So yeah, music and beer and food. I don't, it's holy trinity really, there's nothing <laughs> more that you need. Um, okay, so you've got, you've got your four core beers in, mm -hmm. in, in bottles now, plus you do exclusive casks. Mm -hmm. Taproom only. Sure. Um, what's next? Where 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 do you take Wildcard next? <laughs> well, um, at, at the moment, which is in development at the moment, is um, is the new range we're looking at. Um, we're looking at doing um, one-off batches. Um, I'm not going to tell you what the first beer is going to be because it's still in development. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to be looking at doing one-off batches where we make however many thousands of bottles and then that's it. That's all you can get of it. That's probably all you'll ever get of it. Um, yeah, and, and then that's it. So at, at the minute, uh, I'm hard at work looking at those recipes. I'm really looking to make beers that people really want to drink, people want to enjoy. So, okay. so where can people find out more uh, about what you guys do here? People can find out more on our website, which is uh, wildcardbrewery.co.uk. Um, Twitter, we, we put everything we do on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, if, you, if you want to just have, have a quick look, Twitter's always a good one. All the social media stuff, Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. We, um, we, we have all of those. Um, 
the wildcard team can actually be find found here every Friday afternoon having a drink sampling, sampling our your products it has to be done it has to be done quality control <laughs> quality. surely <laughs> exactly so if you ever want to come and, uh, and have a chat with us we're always here Friday afternoons like from about uh, five onwards so. okay great stuff well listen I'm really appreciative of the time you've taken to, to chat to us today. I know you're, you're running a brewery here so I'm going to let you get back to things um, thank you ever so much thank, thank you, you very Steve. much thank cheers you.